Hey, 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 and we're back with another edition of the Leo G Show. I am Leo G, and podcasting is what I do. Man, we got a good show tonight, man. We are feeling good, and uh, we're going to have a good time with it tonight, man, because we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to, to celebrate as we record this podcast tonight, man. I am so ready for this, man. I, I am so ready for this, man. I just, I went a little overboard tonight for the podcast, but we'll talk about that in just a minute. First and foremost, man, I got to kick it to the guys who are also on the marquee, man. Uh, the guys who run help me run this podcast. So first of all, I'm going to go this week to my man, none other than Derek Cole over there. What's going on with you, brother? Hey, what's going on, Leo G? Yes, sir. Like you said, it's been a good week for the Atlanta sports. And we're going to keep on trucking. What's up, Banks? Now, there he what is. Up? There what he you, is. What you, what you, what, what up, what up? Pass it over to my man Banks, man. What's going on with you tonight, brother? How you feeling? Man, how you feeling, Leo G? What's going on? Long time no here. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man, I'm feeling good, man. Everything is, as they would say back in the day, copacetic. We're feeling good, man, tonight, and we're going to let everybody know why we're feeling good. Like you said, Derrico, it's been a great week for Atlanta sports leading up into this podcast, man. We hadn't really had anything to bitch or gripe or moan about, man. Uh, just some positive vibes, and we're going to keep those vibes going. So first and foremost, man, before we actually get into – so we got a couple of things that we're going to talk about starting out. First thing, first and foremost, so for Banks and Derek, if you're watching the YouTube channel, shout out for everybody that's subscribing to the YouTube channel, man. Shout out to, um, to, to everybody that's watching us on YouTube, and shout out to everybody who's still listening to the audio podcast, man, because we're still putting that up and running. So one of the things we started doing with the YouTube channel is, man, we, we had the wardrobe check. And uh, making sure everybody is decked out in their ATL attire. I'm going to go first before I pass out because I might have to take some of this off. So, look, I went completely overboard tonight, gentlemen. I just got in my ATL zone because I am I'm officially, you know, off of my nine to five for the next five days. And I'm fully invested in Atlanta sports, guys. I'm fully invested. So I'm feeling great. Even though it's a late night tonight, I'm excited about what we got coming up and what we're talking about on the show tonight. So, look, I didn't know what to put on. I just threw on everything. I got the ATL, the Brave jersey representing. I got the ATL, the Atlanta Hawks jersey representing. I got my Falcons all versus all y'all hat on. I, I didn't know what to do. I just threw on everything because I was just so excited, you know, about what's going on. This week and this weekend happening in Atlanta sports, man. Banks, I see you over there chuckling, man. But I'm excited. Your boy is excited. So I'm going to kick it over to you first. Everybody can see what you represent, man. Let everybody know what you represent. Well, Braves playing. I got to rep my boys. First game, World Series. Um, Braves hat. I just don't have my pearls. But I got them on in spirit. Absolutely. We're gonna get we're gonna get into it in a minute. You just alluded to the first topic of the show, man. We're gonna get into it in a minute. So, yeah, represent everybody representing the Braves tonight as I kick it over to Derrico, man. What's up with you and what you got on, brother? Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm busting this this unusual Atlanta Braves hat. So, you know, I had to find this one and dig it up. Ain't too many people gonna have this Braves like this on that bib and that A rat there, you know how that work. And then the Braves Y'all see that bling on there? That Braves jersey, and it's Derrick on the back of that one. 
Okay, look at nice, look at nice. You already know what it is. We all, we all, we all of us are customized. You know what I'm saying? Made for TV. All of us, man. We get something done. I can say I can vouch for Banks. I can vouch for vouch for you, Derrico, man. We get it done. On the back of this one, on the back of this one, it say Walker. On on the back of on the back of this one, it say you know what it is. All of my stuff, custom, as Rick Flay used to say, custom made, brother. Custom made. We do this for the A, for real. And, you know, ain't no faking with us. So we're going to, so the next thing we're going to do is we're going to kick it out. So Derek Cole, man, we, we talk about this. And Banks, we talk about this as well, man. We're going to do a drink check, man, because, you know, we do the podcast, man. We like to get a little loose, man, and have a little drink. So I thought that we we're going to do a drink check. I'll go first. So Derek Cole, man, so I remember on the last podcast, man, I did mention that if the Braves – Made it to the World Series. So the cat's out the bag now as we record this episode. The Braves have made it to the World Series, and we'll get into it in just a minute. That I was going to pop a bottle. Well, Derrico, your boy didn't pop the bottle that I said I was going to pop. <laughs> I uh, I went back on my word on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what y'all do, you know? Ah, uh, man. Look. Plus, plus yeah, I know. It's, I understand. It's a Tuesday night, and you have none of the fellas over there. So you want to make exactly. sure the fellas over there. So I'm gonna yeah. let you off right now. Well, yeah, man, y'all still y'all still on the hook to try to you know what I'm saying you know match you know what I'm saying we still do that match game so y'all still on the hook to try to match that thing and if we could do that we'll definitely have a party but look here so anyway drink check is in effect that's what we're gonna call it now man because it's a part of the show and uh, you know like I said everybody likes to ask us what we sipping on so look Derrico I do have something very very special so since the Braves did make it to the world series i decided to pop something that was in the collection and on the last episode i talked about how i'm into the bourbons right i'm in the bourbons man the bourbons are pretty cool um i pulled out the blanton's bottle that i said i was gonna pop but we're gonna hold on we're gonna hold off for it for just a minute but i'm not really big into scotch but i did decide to pop this one as you guys can see I'm not big in the scotch, but I, I I actually got this bottle uh, courtesy of an Atlanta sports team <laughs> for winning. This is a bottle of McAllen 12 um, Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Uh, shout out to uh, the person that put up for that game. I, it was the, uh, the, the Raiders game last year. We put up, and uh, this is what I end up winning, guys. Like I said, not big in the scotch. I told him it was Dillard's Choice. I told him to go ahead and pick me up something nice, and this is what he did. He's a scotch guy. So I said, you know what? Tonight would be a good night to go ahead and pop it in celebration because, Derek, I know you wanted me to pop something, so I did pop this. So if you're in the scotch, if you know about if if you know, then you know uh, the McAllen Holland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, 12 years age. And when I tell you guys this is pretty good, it's pretty damn good, man. It's 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 sitting right nice in my in my Braves tumbler. And um yeah, I'm feeling it. So I'm gonna kick it over to you here, Banks. I see you already with the red solo cup. Go ahead and let everybody know what you're sipping on. Go ahead and let everybody know. Listen, I'm keeping it simple. Ain't none wrong with a little Remy. And that's just all I got to say about that. That's just keeping it simple. Hey man, hey, sometimes you gotta go to the old faithful, man. That Remy, that Remy never let you down. It never let you down. I, I wish we could hit the rewind and press the press the rewind button to what you were drinking a couple of weeks ago. But you might bring it back. It's all good, man. We have a good time. Derrico, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's all good, man. So pass it up to you, Derrico, man. What you got going on tonight, man? What you got sipping on for the folk, man? Let them know. 
Hey, man, I went to Old Faithful, too. I went, you know, since we are playing a Texas team, I thought I'd pull up some of these old Tito's right here to make sure that they understand that, hey, even though it's Austin, it's still Texas. So we're going to pull up a, a, select, a, a celebratory shot and one more out because, you know, it's at the bottom of the ninth. We're up 6-2. And we're about to go ahead and take this first game on the road. Absolutely. So without without let's let's get right into the show, man. Let's go ahead and do it, man. Um, yeah, we'll go ahead and, and, and toast it up. Hopefully we get this last out here, man, as we're monitoring this. So a lot has transpired since the last time we did a podcast, fellas. The Atlanta Braves are now in the World Series against the Houston Astros. And as I speak, game one is being played right now. We are as we do this podcast, is the bottom of the knife game one of the World Series. So this was something very, very special. We talked about this, man. Um, this Braves team has has done something very, very special. We we hadn't seen the Braves team make it to the World Series in quite some time, and it looks like we have put game one away. We have put game one away. It is in the bank, fellas. We are on our way to trying to get this title here, man. Fingers and toes crossed. So, Banks, I'm going to go to you first, man. This was the first topic of the show tonight. The Atlanta Braves, man, we we fought it out in a NLCS series against the Dodgers. Of course, we know last year in the in the, in the COVID year of sports, we we played the Dodgers in the, ML, uh, in the NLCS. We had to go out to Texas, if I'm not, Texas, if I'm not mistaken, and play in the bubble out there. And uh, Braves went up three one in that in that series last year and just couldn't pull it out. The Dodgers were too strong and they came back. But this year. Well, something different and something special. And before I pass it over to you, Banks, I just want to give a little background into how this happened. All right. This season, everybody was looking forward to in Major League Baseball uh, coming back off of the heels of, of dealing with the pandemic. And then we get back to regularly scheduled programming when it comes to sports. And the Braves, we knew they were going to be good. We knew they were going to come back, had a good team, um, very, very strong lineup. Uh, but we didn't really know what to expect. Last year, we were playing with house money, and then we ended up this year starting out a little rocky, um, below 500 going into the All-Star break. Lost our star player in Ronald Lacuna Jr. to a, a torn ACL, and things look very, very bleak. So, and also, an another side note, the uh, city of Atlanta, state of Georgia, we lost the All-Star game. Lost the All-Star game due to political reasons. I'm not going to go into it. But we lost the All-Star game, which was a big thing here that I think all of us was looking forward to, man, and we lost that as well. So you fast forward to the All-Star break, coming back after the All-Star break, and shout out to my man Alex Anthopoulos, the GM of the Atlanta Braves, for getting his team together and getting it right because – you know, we needed some help. We lost, like I just said, we lost Ron Lacuna due to injury, and then Marcel Azuna, who was very, very big and instrumental last year in helping us make the run that we made. We signed him. We get him back, and then due to a domestic situation, we lose him. So everything started to look bleak. We were like, damn, what's going to happen? But Alex Anthopoulos, shout out to him, man. He went out and got guys like Solara, Rosario, he, got, he brought some guys in and said, hey, you know what? They're going to hold us down. They're going to help us out, man. And he looks like the baseball wizard at this point because not only did we start to ascend, we go above 500, 
We do what we need to do. We win the NL East to get into the playoffs because it was it was going to be tough to get that wild card spot, but we ended up getting in, winning our division, which is kind of weak. We ain't going to go there, but, hey, we win a division. We, we go into the uh, divisional series. We take that against the Brewers. And then we take it against the Dodgers to end to put us now into the World Series. So Banks, I just wanted to give a little background into into what we're talking about tonight because I didn't get to do it last time. So I'm gonna kick it over to you, man. How special is this and what's going on and what we're witnessing right now? I know you had to take a breath because this is something very very special. We've been watching the Atlanta Braves for a long time, but this is something very very special. So let us know, you know, what's going on. Well, for one, for one thing, Leo, you forgot to mention that we lost Soroka, one of our best pitchers. Um, uh, um, our catcher, Darno, he was gone for a, a couple of months. We lost um, a, a lot of players that was off the roster. Um, I can't even think of them all. It was so many players in and out. So much adversity in this, t- this team this year. They could have easily just said, you know what? Let's just pack it up. Let's just get healthy for next year. This wasn't our year this year. No, but Double A decided that he wanted to go and tread their line and go ahead and get Jocktober. He wanted to go and get Adam Duvall. He wanted to go ahead and get um, Jorge Soler. He wanted to get Eddie Sor- uh, Rosario, uh, who came off an of injury, by the way. Um, he looks, like you said, a complete genius. Every single player that he acquired has contributed in this playoffs. Every last one of them. So it's it's a testament of something that is special. Could be, but it's it's a it's a thing where Braves team is a well organized, established establishment. You know, I, I feel like I'm not saying it to my own horn, but I feel like the Braves are. Leaps and bound, you know. You're not your Yankees with your your huge giant payroll, and you're not your your Dodgers with the Hollywood feel out there. No, we're just an old Southern town organization that just circle the wagons, and it's done well. Shout out, shout out, shout out, Liberty Media. <laughs> uh, I say that tongue in cheek because th- there has been a lot of. Um, back and forth with a lot of the fans here in the city. If you didn't know, uh, the Atlanta Braves are owned by Liberty Media. Um, the Braves that we we know and love back in the day, fellas, were owned by one owner, Ted Turner. You know what I'm saying? The first championship that was brought to the city was brought in by Ted Turner as he was the owner of the team. Uh, he was also the owner, I think, at, uh, of not I think, I know, of the Atlanta Hawks as well. But now um, the uh, Braves are owned by Liberty Media. And, you know, we, we thought that, hey, they, they – we wouldn't. We weren't gonna be able to compete, like you said, Banks, with some of those teams that have big pockets. You know, the Steinbrenner family of the worlds, and like you said, the the, the Yankees. We talk about the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Some of those other teams, man, that got deep pockets. It's like, man, Liberty Media is gonna be stingy with their money. But man, once again, shout out to Alex Anthopoulos for doing what he was able to do after the All Star break and going into the trade deadline, man, bringing guys back, like you said, Duvall, Rosario, Solara. I mean, you know. It, he he really, really hit a home run. I think this dude need to help some of the other teams here in the city. Derrico, as I pass it over to you, man, this is very, very special, man, as we just win game one of the World Series, man. Like, just tell me how you feel, man, and tell me how this all just 
you feel about everything that's transpiring right now, man? I mean, sometimes when you when you see something happening and unfolding, that like Banks was saying, all the injuries, all the adversity. I mean, when you got the GM go out and pick up four crucial people at the trade deadline, and it costs you maybe ten million dollars for four players, you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? So I give I give Double A a heads up, thumbs up, fist up, all that good stuff for bringing in and pushing the right moves. And then as soon as we get our chest pumped up, then we lose one of our starting pitches tonight on a, a ground ball out, broken fibula. So he pitched on a broken fibula for at least um, five batters tonight. You know what I'm saying? Six. Six batters. I mean, I don't know what more you can say about what I feel like. I hate to say this, but when you know you're destined to do something. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like us going up 1-0, us beating the Dodgers. We said this the last time. You got to knock off the dog in order to stand up there and be the big dog on the porch. We did that against the Dodgers. So I just think right now Houston is in our way. Hey, man, absolutely. I totally agree with that, man. And Banks, I'm going to get back to you in just a moment, man. You know, this this team, man, is a gritty team. Like, you know, uh, this is, you know, we always use the term playing with house money, right? Nobody expected us to be here. We are playing with house money right now, gentlemen. I mean, you know, and, and, and the drive and the will to want it, you see it. Like, in this Dodger series, man – they were like, you know what? We 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 understood and learned from last year, man. We got our we, we're gonna put our foot on their neck, man. And we're gonna stop. Banks, I, you are. So I'm gonna I'm bring it to you, Banks. But you are the 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 person that likes to see dominance in sports. You know, you you don't like to see you don't like to see a lot of you know. Okay, uh, the parody. You want to see dominance, and the Braves weren't a very dominant team through the regular season. But once they got into the playoffs, they got a mentality of, hey, we're going to finish people off. And let me tell you something, something that's very, very crazy. We were in a lot of positions in the Dodgers series where we could have opened the door back up, but other players stepped up, man. Eddie Rosario stepped up, man. Uh, Mazik out of the bullpen stepped up when we had, you know, a couple of flukes with some of the pitching that was going on, man. And another thing, too, I, I, I must say, um, the coaching stepped up. Real, real talk, Derrico. You know, I'm, 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 I'm kicking it over to you because I wait, wait, wait. You know, I'm gonna kick it over to you first. I'm gonna kick it back over to you in just a minute. But you know, we know how you've been critical of Snitaker. But look, I'm gonna tell you something, man. Real talk before I give it to you, Banks. Here, man, it's been one guy on this Braves team, one coach that has put it all on the line, and that's Ron Washington. Shout out to the third base coach. Run Washington, man. Dude, if it wouldn't have been for him in that Dodger series, dude, and just really just putting them kahunas on the table and saying, you know what, hey, man, I'm going to wave these folk around, and we're going to get these runs in, and we're going to make these – we're going to put the pressure on these – man, listen, shout out to Run Washington, man. And you know what I'm saying? just And, and I'm going to give a shout out to Snedeker, man, for, for being, you know, damn near half a century with this organization. And and to do what he's doing, and you know, 
I gotta you gotta give him a little credit, man, because he's he's pushed it and he's he's been able to get this team and motivated in the right direction. So as we move forward, I'm gonna give it over to you, Banks, here to, to just talk about it a little bit, man, and how you've seen how the coaching has been a big factor and and what we're seeing and transpiring right now in the field. Ron Washington is the biggest reason why we won game one. Okay. Those runs was very critical. Um he, like you said, he he put his kahunas on the table and he rolled the dice. And for once, for once, he didn't strike strike uh snake eyes. We we actually was on the good side of that of that look. Um back to Snit, since you're not gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. For him to pull in Anderson back in game six for a pitch runner, okay, to get on base for Eddie Rosario to pop that three-run homer, it was a gutsy call. And Anderson was dealing. Um, I didn't agree with it. I was wondering what he was doing. But in the grand scheme of things, when you're in a position to put somebody away, you need to put them away especially someone like the Dodgers, because they will make you pay. They will feel like, you know what, you're going to leave this door just a slightly cracked. We're going to bust it in. Just like last year, we couldn't put them away, and they made us pay. So I, I, I commend Snicker for that move alone of putting in a, a pinch hitter for Ann Anderson way early when, a, when we had people on base. You know, I want to get into Matzik, what he did. Now, he's got the biggest kahunas on the team. They gave oh, man, him a absolutely. name. They gave him a name. They gave him Nutsack. So, <laughs> absolutely. okay. Oh, that's and, the know, name they and, gave and, him. So. And, 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 and let's be real, man. Matzik came in. You know, I, we've been very, very critical of number 77 here. I, well, I have been. You know what I'm saying? Luke Jackson out of the bullpen has, you know, he was solid, you know, in spurts. You know, throughout the year, but man, he's always been shaky. And going into, I want to say it was game six, if I'm not mistaken, Banks, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We put Lou Jackson in, and you know, he gives up the ghost. We almost like had an epic collapse, and it was like, oh my god, man, is this really gonna happen? And Matt and Mazic comes in and says, you know what, man, I'm gonna retire this damn side. Matter of fact, he struck out the side. You know what I'm saying? He did. He struck out the side and got us. To you know, basically through that through that inning and it ultimately pushed us into the World Series, man. So I'm glad you touched on that, um, Derrico, man. As we move on in the show, kick it over to you. You've been very very critical of Snitaker in the past on, on our podcast, and for good reason because you know there have been some touching moments with him and players, and how you felt like he's handled situations with certain players, right? But now we're here to this point. We're in the World Series. We're up one game right now. Um, do you, how do you how do you feel now about Snit? How do you feel about this coaching staff, man, and what they've done and been able to accomplish to get us to where we are now? Are you still very very critical of Snit, man, uh, or are you willing to you know give him a little bit of slack? Oh, I'm I'm gonna give him some props. Like, you know, I'm always gonna be that dude that can be critical and also give praise. You know what I'm saying? Because like Banks was saying, for him to, to make that decision to pull Ian Anderson out and then Rosario go in there and just cash the money in, I mean, I'm just saying, 
even starting off on this series, I, I, I saw some aggressiveness from this team that I hadn't seen, like the stolen base by Alves in the first inning after Rosario, not Rosario, Solar went deep on the first first at bat. So I'm like, okay, I see some, I see, I see some, I see some, okay, you know, we got to do this. You know what I'm saying? And then for him to leave Mentor in there for almost three innings a night was huge. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was huge. And that gave us time to get our other relievers in. And I'm going to give your boy Luke some some props too. Because like you said, we've been giving him some 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 stuff. But he came in and did what he had to do. Three up, three down. He was up out of there when he came in the pitch. Man, everybody – Banks, I'm going to kick it over to you before we move on, man. Look, everybody here has been been playing their role, man. Everybody on this team has been playing their role and doing what they need to do. Like, and that's what that's and and that's what's the exciting part about seeing what we're seeing, fellas. Like, really, man, you know, Freddie Freeman put us, got us out of the NLDS against the, the Brewers, right? He had a tough time early on in the Dodgers series. But he came around and did what he needed to do to help us win that series, man. Ozzy Albies, man, Darno behind the plate. Has been cut, you know. Even though Darno's bat has has not been as hot as we wanted it to, like you said, Banks, he's come off an injury. But man, he is he has been calling some excellent games, and he's been right there, you know, with his pitchers, man, blocking some stuff in the dirt, man, and doing what he needs to do to get on. Um, everybody that's needed to step up has stepped up, man. Rosario, who ended up being the MVP of the NLCS, my God, man, you know. Um, Everybody, man, Densby Swanson out there, you know, everybody, man. It's just, it's been a group effort, man. And I, I just can't, I, I'm, I'm so proud of, of what I'm I'm seeing out of this team, man, and how they really, really want Ozzy Albies, man, how, how they want it. These guys want it, and I think, man, and that hunger is just something that I find refreshing in an Atlanta team because it's been, you know what, we, we, we haven't seen a hunger like this in quite some time out of the Atlanta team. And I want to say that it's only two teams in the city that you see that hunger out of on a regular basis. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe that other team can, can, can find a way to, 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 to channel some of that hunger. Banks, I'm going to go to you. I know you wanted to speak on something before I move on with, with the podcast, man. What you got, brother? Well, I just wanted to piggyback on what Derrico was talking about. Um, AJ mentor. Uh, that was the second time he's done that, but uh, he's pitched three innings to bridge the gap from the starter to the beginning of our bullpen. And he's been phenomenal. He's been phenomenal. A.J. Mentor has been shaking the regular season, if you remember. He gets in the playoffs and something is a switch. Um, Tyler Massick, who? I mean, we know he's been shaky. And all of a sudden, he's a he's a shutdown all of a sudden? When? Oh, okay. The piggyback also with um, – uh, Luke Jackson, um, yes, he's been the scapegoat of the bullpen, if you will. Actually, today in this game here, he actually redeemed himself with a couple of strikeouts. And he went actually for, uh, let me see, an a inning and a half, I want to say. And then they put in um, Masic. Um, quick little nugget for you, Leo. Um, that was our first win in the World Series since game two of 1996 World Series. 
absolutely. 1996. Yeah. 1996. First game, first one game one win since 1996 as well. And early today, fellas, man, you know, we were as you know, we we have the group chat going on, man. Just to give a little tidbit of what happened the last time the Braves were in the World Series, man. Got we were there for it. We were there for it. Banks, Derrick, we we lived in 95 when we actually won the World Series against the Indians. You know, what a time to be alive, man. I still it, it's 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 Burnt into my brain watching Marquise Grissom catch that third out, man, to win that World Series for us, man. I'll never forget, man. As long as I'm alive, I always have that ingrained in my brain, man. One of the most special moments I, I remember in Atlanta sports. But just to give you a little bit of um of of, of a timeline, and for, for those of us that live in Atlanta that actually can understand these references that I'm about to drop before we move on, man. So the last time the Braves were in the World Series, now this is going to be the kicker right here. This is the funny part, man. So the last time, I'm going to go to you, Derrico. The last time the Braves in the World Series, man, can you tell me who was the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons? Crystal Chandelier. That's Chris Chandler for the folks that don't know. <laughs> Chris, 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 Crystal <laughs> Chandelier. Chris Chandler. Chris Chandler was the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, fresh off the Super Bowl run in 1998, uh, going into the 1999 season with the Braves, and they moved into the World Series, man. Chris Chandler was the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Wow. I feel very, 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 very dated. I'm not going to say old. I'm going to just say dated. Banks, I'm going to give it over to you really, really quickly, man. Um, the last time the Braves in the World Series, can you tell me what the number one song was on the radio at that time? The number one song on the radio. I probably can't tell you that, but I might probably going to do a little um, mess up your little segment here, but I can tell you who was alive back then. Who was alive back then? It was Willie B. <laughs> Willie B, Atlanta Zoo's own Willie B was alive back then in 1999, the last time the Braves made it to the World Series. And just to let you know, the number one song on the radio at that time was TLC's No Scrubs. Wow. TLC's No Scrubs was the number one song on the radio at that time. And another tidbit of information before we move on to the next segment, man. Guys, we had a professional hockey team here in this city. The last time the Braves were in the World Series, we had a professional hockey team in the city, the Atlanta Thrashers, man, who I was very, very fond of. Banks, we've talked about this. You've had your gear. Derrico, we talked. You know, I don't know if we'll live to see the, the this city get another hockey franchise. We've lost two. But, man, you know, I, I would love to see it. But, yeah, Atlanta Thrashers were here in 1999, last time we went to, to the World Series. Also, a, a fun fact for you here, man, uh, Freddie Freeman, it's like, damn, that's seven years old. <laughs> Last time the Braves went to the World Series, man. So that just puts some stuff into perspective for you guys, man. So, oh, man, it's just really I'm, – I'm, I'm really, really excited. Banks, what you got? And just a little um, afterthought, a little tidbit with that same thing. I was a freshman in college. So, yeah, I'm, I'm dated too. Man, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, man, it's, it, it feels good to get back, man. And for those of us, you know, that remember any, you know, uh, for the younger generation, for them to finally kind of taste some of this, man. Because like I said, right now we're playing with house money and uh, getting that getting that game in Houston was very, very big. So like I said, as we record this podcast, moving into this week, 
of just Atlanta sports and Georgia sports, man. It feels good. I'm excited, fellas. I'm excited tonight. I know this is a late podcast that we're doing, but this is very, very exciting. It is, man. And I'm, I'm kind of giddy, man. Y'all can tell, um, you know, we got a lot going on, man. Yeah, you ate your Wheaties at the work today. I damn sure did. I damn sure did, Banks. Man, like I said, man, I mean, I'm sorry, Derek. I, I, you know, we had, you know, everybody at work, you wear your Braves gear. Like I said, I, I went in rocking Braves gear down to the socks, representing the ATL as only I know how I can, man. I, I, I do this for the city, man. I do this for the city. So, look, guys, we're going to move. We're going to move in. Uh, with the podcast, man, Braves made us feel really, really good and really, really special. But uh, next topic of uh, conversation is we're gonna talk about the team down there, the one of the teams that occupies Mercedes Benz. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons, man. So look, before we get into it, man, I want to shout out to everybody that went down to South Florida, man. Our very own Derrico went down to South Florida to represent for them boys down there. Uh, shout out to uh, another. Fan of the show, our girl A Row. A Row was down in the city. A Row went down to South Florida. We had man, a lot of people from the A went down to South Florida, man, to check out the Atlanta Falcons take on the Miami Dolphins, man, down there. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. Uh, Banks wasn't able to make it as well. I, I if 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 my schedule would have been clear, I definitely would have been down there, man. So before we actually talk about the game, Derek Cole, man, tell us how the experience and the atmosphere was going down there representing. Uh, the Falcons uh, faithful down there in South Florida? Uh, first of all, it was hot as AF. That's number one. We're going to start there. And, you know, we, we, we're not used to being outside. So that that's number one. But as far as the atmosphere, the stadium was like probably 80% full. And we probably had at least 20% of that. So, you know, that's 20% is good on the road. So, you know, the atmosphere was good. Um, they actually, I'm, I was surprised that the Dolphins fans made a lot of noise. They actually was making a lot of noise. Um, it was some good banter back and forth from the, the Falcon fans and the Dolphins fans. Uh, we went through their little, they little tailgates setups. You know, they got back of the trunks tailgate setups because, you know, not too many people want to, like, do it like we do it in the A. So we kind of wrote, walked through those and kind of, you know, looked at them like, is this the Miami Dolphins or the Miami Hurricanes out here um, tailgate? But otherwise, <laughs> as far as atmosphere, it was good as Miami. Hey, man, it is what it is, man. Miami is always a good time, man. Shout out to Miami, man, all my peeps, uh, my peeps. Down in Miami, man. Shout out to my man Alex, man, who who's been on the podcast on several occasions. Is down there in South Florida, Miami, man. Yeah, that's my that's my home away from home, man. I tell everybody, man, I love um, Miami, man. I really do, and I wish I could have made it down. You know, my, well, Miami Gardens is closer to Fort Lauderdale up there where Hard Rock is, but you know, it is what it is. It's South Florida, man. What what is there not to to like about that, man? South Beach, man, and and just. The atmosphere, man, good food, good times. You know, it, it is what it is. Banks, man, I know you weren't able to get down there, man, but, you know, before we get into the meat of the game, man, like, have, I know you've been to Miami, man. Just, just, you know, how do you feel about that city, man, and how do you feel about, you know, us playing down there when we get a chance to go down there? Well, I would have been down there had this game been this week because I'm having a vacation right now that I'm enjoying. But uh, the city of Miami, um, I love the city. Beautiful women, 
beautiful women. Um, there's uh, just a, a, a good time down there in South Beach. I mean, I love Miami. Um, the football team, basketball team, baseball team, mm, whatever. But I, I I look at the city as itself as a as a nice they getaway. A, they, got, they got an MLS team now too. They got an MLS team now. Oh yeah, that team. Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, that hockey team too. Sure, why not? They do. They got a hockey team too. They got all, all the major sports down there popping in Miami, man. So shout out to everybody down there in South Florida. So look, as we move into the second uh portion of the podcast, man, we're gonna talk about it, man. Atlanta Falcons, man, 30-28 over the Miami Dolphins down there at Hard Rock, man. Like we just said, Derrico was down there for it, man. So look here, fellas. I'm gonna give it to you over here first, Banks, man. Um, I don't I don't know how I feel. So before I give it to you, Banks, man, I don't know. Yeah, at this point, man, you know, we talked about this on several podcasts about what it is with these Falcons, man. Like, you're supposed to do what you need to do against bad teams. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. You know, the Giants were a bad team. You beat the Giants. The Jets were a horrible team. You beat the Jets. The Dolphins are a bad team. You beat the Dolphins. But you didn't beat them like you were supposed to beat them. I think there is a sense of what we were sold and what we see. Um, We were sold that this team was going to be very, very competitive and could win now with what we have with with, with Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith. But you know, playing the Dolphins, we were supposed, you know, this is a team that's bad. We we are more, you know, even in the transition year, even in the rebuild, that what we have, we're supposed to be a better team. Banks, you know I'm giving this to you first. And I'm going to give a little personal insight as to why I'm giving to giving this to you first. Derrico, you're going to get a real kick out of this. So Sunday, man, we're we're, we're watching the game. As we do, I'm at work. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm at my I'm at my nine to five on Sunday, and uh, we got the group text going on like as we always do. Game starts out very very shaky. I think Miami goes up seven nothing in the first quarter. I get a text in the group chat, and um, I'm not gonna read it verbatim. I'm not gonna do that. But Banks. It was, Along the lines of, I'm not going to do this today. They're not going to ruin it. Because at the time, the night before, the Braves had just clinched and were on their way to the World Series. But we get the group, we get the, te- <laughs> we get the, we get the text, and Banks says, "You know what, man? I'm not doing this with these guys today." He, you know, Banks, you turned the TV off. You said you weren't doing it. Okay, so I'm gonna kick it over to you. We end up winning 30-28, man. What just made you turn the TV off and and say you couldn't deal with them this past Sunday, man? What's up? You gotta tell well, us. Let's 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 keep it a buck. I turned the TV off and I turned it right back on. Okay. I can't look away. You know, I say stuff out of anger, and next thing you know, I'm back looking at it again. But I said what I said because I was on a high. I woke up happy. I woke up knowing that my team is going to the World Series. You know, I, I felt like a happy Atlanta fan for, for once, for once. And then I look and I watch this Falcons game and it starts off like the Falcons. Like, I'm like, no, we're not doing this today. We're not going to start off where I need a drink in the first quarter. I'm just not doing it. 
So when I realized what this team is, Leo, I realized that they are who they are. Then I said, you know what? Okay. All right. I, I, I watch. And, and I watched and I watched and I watched and I, and I noticed that they were doing stuff that they were improving in, in certain areas and some places it was like, I'm about to throw up. So I, I, I took it with a grain of salt and you know what? I watched the ending. They won the game. Kudos to the Falcons. Man, this is a tooth and nail team. Make no mistake about it, man. We've talked about this in the past and banks. We, you know, all of us have talked. This is a tooth and nail team. This is not a world beater team. You know, excuse me, as fans, we talked about being in our feelings about what we've been pitched, you know, um, what we've been told. You know, I think we've kind of, it's been convoluted with what we heard from Arthur Smith as he took the head coaching position and also what we were told by Terry Fontenot when he took the GM position. Uh, they felt poised that we were able to be able to win right now. And, um, you know, hey, for what it's worth, it is what it is. these two guys that, are, you know, just got new jobs, man. What are, they, what are they supposed to say? You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they, they're, they're, they're two new guys in the league, um, green, a green GM and a green uh, head coach. Um, you know, so I think, you know, they, you know, are trying to make, make a name and they want to make sure they put out what they were about. And I feel like, you know, at the time that they that, that they got this job, they looked at the roster, they was like, hey, you know what? We're not going to be bad. We might be mediocre, but we're not going to be bad. We can win. We can't have some marginal success. They didn't use the word marginal. That's a word that I'm using, marginal success, because I feel like that's what they felt when they when they took over the positions. Um, Derek, I'm going to give it over to you, man. You were down there in Florida, and like you said, man, you had a good time down there. Uh, we got to win 30-28. How do you feel about what you saw and and where we are right now uh, at 500? It almost turned into here go the Falcons again. I mean, it almost turned into that. You know, when you have turnovers and you like, uh-oh, here we go again. That's when I started getting in my feelings, Banks. Started using some choice words that I don't normally use, especially in the public, because we had a football game. So I'm like, no, not, we're not about to do this either. You know what I'm saying? So so watching the game, so this is what I saw. I saw improvement in, in, in a couple of areas, because I'm, I'm going to get with the good first. Uh, I'm not going to steal your thunder, Banks, so I'm going to just say tight end play was good. Quarterback play was good. Offensive line play was good. Running back play was good. Um, we we just want to go buy some parish rush for somebody. I don't care we put it on layaway for Christmas. We just got to find somebody that wants to get to the passer, period. Can't find it, can't get it. Sorry. Linebacker play. Suck. Well, Suck. I, I will so no. I, so I will say – Okay, so I will say this much, man. Um, Foye Aluakun has been the guy who has now asserted himself as being 
the guy who who is who is our best linebacker, man. No, no, no disrespect to Deion Jones, man. No disrespect to Debo. But for Foyer Aluakun has now asserted himself as being the guy. And I'm not for sure. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I think he is Foyer Aluakun the green dot now. Is Foyer Aluakun the green dot or is it still D Debo? No, it's still I'm Debo. Okay, so he needs to pass the sticks. Yeah, but 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 based on some of the comments I don't seen, I must I must have missed it. Like um well Lilcon had a bad game. So I'm trying to I'm gonna have to go back and watch that game because I'm like, well dang, what happened? Because I know if I'm not mistaken, his his jersey number is fifty four, right? Yeah, man. A little con a pass from the opposing team that almost ran into the end zone right in front of us. So I'm trying to figure out what happened. Now that Debo, now nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So 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 like real talk, man. We talked about this before, man. We we said this in the past, man. You know, we love Debo. We love number forty five, man. We really do, man. But he has, you know, he he is not the prototypical linebacker that we used to seeing. Like, I mean, he is a very very athletic guy, but. Asking him to do some of the things that he's, you know, like tackling, you know, 220, 230-pound running backs, man. It's kind of hard for him. But, you know, I love Debo, man. Uh, in this new role, in this new defense, man, you know, he, he's faced some challenges, man. He did get a sack against Tua. He did do that. Um, but like I said, Foley, uh, Foyer Aluakun did get a, get a pick. Almost a pick six, man. The, the big guy kind of got ran down, man. But the defense is the defense. And I know I talked, Banks, you and I talked about this, man. There's not a lot of talent on this defense, man. It's all scheme. And I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna really say this. This is all Dean P's. I mean, we we can we can kind of get upset with what we're seeing in some of the because I know Banks, you get a little upset about some of the things that just have not changed or, or are not appealing to you. But to be honest, I think with the talent that we have and the way we've been able to win these last three games against garbage teams, it's been DMPs, man. Like, really, just knowing, like, hey, I don't have a lot. Let me scheme this up to be able to do what we need to do and get away with what we can get away with. Seriously, that's, that's just the bottom line. Like, we don't have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, man. Offensively, like you guys just said, we've improved offensively with what we have talent-wise. But defense, man, like you said, we need to go find the pass rush from somewhere. We that's it. That has been something that the Falcons have not had in a long time is a pass rush. So, Banks, um, I'm going to pass it over to you really, really quick. And I want to talk about a couple of key points, man. Talking about this defense, because I know you and I had a conversation about this defense, man. What is it with this defense, man? I mean, we knew we were going to be middle of the road at best or bottom tier, but, you know, shout out to Dean Pease for just continuing to piecemeal and push us through week after week, man. What's up? How do you feel about it? This is what you get when you have retreads. You know, you go out there. Now, granted, we don't have money. We can't even afford a a, 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 a nine-later rapper. You know what I'm saying? We We just going out there with some guys that we could have just picked out a Home Depot parking lot and got someone and play linebacker. So, I mean, at this point, I mean, the defense is just what it is. You know, you got guys out there that has no business starting on anybody's team in this league. Not one player besides Grady Jack, Grady, Grady, uh, uh, 
Grady has to be a starter on this team. You know, now AJ Terrell, you know, he's back in that. Um, I, I was about to say, Banks, I was about to cut you off. Yeah, man. no, no, I, I, I'm going to give him his due. And he's he's missed, you know, because he's on that um that that concussion protocol yet again. Um, it's 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 everybody else that I look on that on that defense, man. I'm like, okay, just just don't disappoint me. You know, it's just like do what you do. You know, it's it's and then you can't fault the NPs for this because he has to coach what he can coach. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, we just gotta hope and pray that we can get anything out of them. I mean, anything at this point. Hey man, you know. Like I say, I gotta give props to Dean Pease, man, doing what he's able to do. Derek, I gotta kind of piggyback on you, man. Um, made a lot of made a lot of progress offensively with Arthur Smith and what he wants to do with the offense and the talent that we have, man. You know, um, are we are we where we want to be? Absolutely, from a fan's perspective, from a fan's perspective, absolutely not. But you know, you you, you score 30, 30 points on a bottom tier NFL team. I think you know you do what you need to do, even though it was shaky with the turnovers at best. But you know, you had a bad Miami Dolphins team that you needed to beat, and we beat them. You know, I mean, no, do we do we beat them by thirty points? No, do we beat them by seventeen points? No, we beat them by two points. But you you get the win, you're back at five hundred. Something we haven't seen in quite some time. So I think we take what we can take, man. Matt Ryan, 25 of 40 for 336 yards with two TDs. Um, so now, here we go over to my man Banks. I want to talk about this a little bit. And Derek, we're going to get you back into the conversation in just a minute. But I want to go. I want to talk to Banks for just a second. I want to talk to Banks for just a second about something. Kyle Pitts, our number four draft pick in this, in this year's draft. This man goes seven seven catches, 163 yards. He's the Dolphins, man. It's two back-to-back games that he's had over 100 yards. And he's now starting to show us why the Falcons were invested and get him in num- at number four. You've been very, very critical of Kyle Pitts. But let me tell you something. This, this man is the reason that we won the last two games. We won. It was him all along. He's made big plays in big situations to get us the wins in these last two games. But Banks, I don't know. Is the juice still was the juice worth the squeeze? Or are you st- is is the jury still out about Kyle Pitts? The reason why we won those last two games is because it was the Jets and Dolphins, dude. Let's get that straight. Okay, we're not gonna sit here and and, and pretend like this, you know, this is the the turning point for him. Yeah, he did some good things. I'm not gonna lie to you. Was he worth that fourth pick? He still ain't did it for me. I mean, he he's a rookie. He's a rookie. That's all I can say about him. I mean, but like I said, he's got a lot to learn, lot to lot to learn. But now he's not the reason why we won these games. So let's get that straight. Jets and Dolphins. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Still NFL teams, man. If it if for, for for what it's worth, you guys can go and you can do the research, man. For what it's worth, you know, people want to make the comparisons, man. We lost Julio Jones, JJ Eleven, and we brought in Kyle Pitts. And people, you know, this is, you know, 
we in the age of social media where you can pull up and you can put, I saw something the other day, man, where it's like, you know, dude, like identical stat for stat, wide receiver to tight end. Like right now, Kyle Pitts is is rookie year for rookie year. Kyle Pitts is actually projected to produce more than Julio Jones did in his rookie year. Man, so that's crazy. As I pass it over to Derrico, man. So Banks still not impressed with the number four pick, Kyle Pitts. He still needs to do a little more. Derrico, how do you feel about Kyle Pitts and how he's put us in position to be able to get some wins? Got to take yourself off mute first, brother. Got to take yourself off mute. My bad. That, that's the thing. I'm, on, I'm with Banks on a couple of things, and that's the Jets and the Dolphins. Those are the couple of things that I'm with Banks on, that is the Jets and the Dolphins. But that's not going to, you know, keep me from saying that Kyle Pitts did his thing. I don't care who you are in the NFL. If you popping off for 100-plus yards in two games straight, then you're doing something. And the fact that they had confidence to throw the ball to him in crutch situations, you know, that let me know that, hey, this dude is coming around. The first couple of games that he was having, I mean, he was still trying to get a feel for the NFL. But right now, I think at this point, the confidence level of that dude right now is on off the, off the charts right now. But we got Carolina coming up there as a stout defense. So that's what we're going to – we're going to see what's going on this Sunday, for sure, an NFC South opponent. That's where Amen. That's where I want to see guys perform. I agree. I agree, man. First division opponent. Well, I'm sorry. Second division opponent, as we, we fell to Tampa early on in the season, so now we play Carolina on another division rival this Sunday, man. So we'll see. And Carolina has a lot of struggles. I don't want to go into it too deep, man, because we're getting a little um, – we're getting uh, a little. We, we need to. We, we're getting a little far into the podcast, man. So I can't go too in depth uh, about what Carolina has going on, unfortunately. But yeah, they're really. They have a lot of stuff going on. So if you've been following the NFL, you guys understand and know what happened with Carolina on this past week. But uh, yeah, so so guys, before we move on, really really quickly, man, we're gonna move uh, into a couple other topics before we wrap this thing up. Um, how do we feel about Falcons' victories now? We're at 500. Of course, to the masses, we ain't pl- we haven't played anybody. We played uh, the last teams, two teams we played, you know, we should we should have won. We should have beat. They're nobodies. You know what I'm saying? Collectively, four wins out of everybody um, between the Giants, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Do we need wh- – where do we stand – how do we feel? Really, really quickly, give it to you, Derrico, before we move forward. I mean, I, y'all know me. I'm like the the optimist, pessimist, pessimistic person. Right now, I'm I'm still pessimistic because, again, you just laid it out. We beat the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Giants. We couldn't beat a top tier team. We competed a little bit, but and then we lose to a, a a lesser team in the red, well, the Washington football team. I mean, 
those are the type of games that you got to win when you play the Washington football team. So coming up on this this Sunday, you're playing a divisional rival that is coming up to town. They got questions right now with their quarterback that everybody was was on his yin-yang the first three games, thinking that he was the best thing since sliced bread and Carolina made the best decision in bringing Sam Donald down here. Like he was going metamorphosis into this Tom Brady at like S quarterback when he got to Carolina. But we're seeing the real Sam Donald. So I want to see the real Sam Donald on Sunday. If I see the Sam Donald for the first three games, then that's going to tell me everything I need to know about this team. You're a fluke until you can be a good team. <laughs> Absolutely. Banks, really, really quickly as we move forward, we're going to talk about a couple other things before we close this thing out. Um, what do you see us now moving into this game? Like I said, we talked about beating up on three teams collectively with four wins after six weeks into the season. What do you see us moving forward into this Carolina game, man? Well, Carolina's got a a a, a rock bottom um, complex about themselves. They feel like now they they have to come out swinging. Um, they bench Sam Darnold. And listen to their head coach in their press conference. He's going to play Sunday. So I'm looking at it like this, like Derrico said. I mean, if he comes out like the first three weeks, we make him look like he's the one and he's he's just he just had the speed bump and he's on his way. Then they are who they are. They mean, but they we kind of know that already, you know, but if we make him look like Sam Darnold of old, that's. Baby steps. Cool. We'll we'll move on from that. But until then, I'm kind of neutral, you know, because I don't know what Falcons team is going to show up. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I want to see us continue to progress. Hopefully, man, I can see us um, get a much-needed win against a division rival, man, against Carolina coming up this Sunday, man. It's going to be an exciting week, man. Uh, just like I said, uh, going back, one game into the World Series as we move on to tomorrow. Uh, as we record this podcast going into game two, hopefully we can pull that out really, really quickly as we close this out. Uh, two things we want to talk about, fellas. Um, and I'm going to get both of you guys' takes really, really quickly. But damn, Banks, just yawn on the pod. Just yawn on the podcast. Goddamn. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, uh, it is like one o'clock in the morning. I mean, okay, man. Hey, and you and you the and you the guy that worked on the other side of the clock. But we're not gonna talk about that. Hey, so really, really quickly, college football, UGA, world's biggest cocktail party. As we record this podcast, is going on this weekend. Um, UGA versus uh, uh, Florida. Really, really quickly, really, really quickly, Derrico, take on that game. Who prevails? Take on this game is Georgia better find a way to continue to be the big dog on defense. They better find a way to run the football on this Saturday. You can't depend on, at this game, Stetson Bennett throwing the football. So you better find a way to run the football, but Georgia's going to come out on top. Okay, Georgia's going to come out on top. You heard from Derrico. Give it over to you, Banks. How do you feel about what we're going to see out of Georgia on this Saturday, man, at the cocktail party down in Jacksonville? Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, Georgia will prevail. Um, the defense will come out this bye week, and they're going to make a statement. Um, Stetson Bennett would not play this game. This will be JT Daniels' game. 
and we're going to go multiple touchdowns on this team. And I'm I'm confident I'm saying that. Okay, that's what's up, man. Um, I feel exactly like you fellas do, man. Uh, this Georgia defense is just too tough for this Florida team. And Banks, I kind of agree with you, man. JT Daniels is back into the mix. Um, if we're gonna do anything, I, and I feel like every all the national media people, man, JT, you know, shout out to Stetson Bennett, though, man, for getting us this far where we at, where we are. I'm sorry. Uh, but JT Daniels is the guy that's going to be able to take us over uh, to the promised land, if, you know, quote unquote, if, if all the hype is true with him, may, you know, doing what he needs to do. So if he starts, man, wonderful. But this Georgia defense, man, I think is going to be the key factor in this, man. So last thing I want to talk about, man, before we close this out, um, did get a chance to talk about the Hawks. Maybe we'll get on to the next podcast with that. But Atlanta United, man, going into the last couple of games, before we move into the playoffs, tough game as we speak tonight against Atlanta United, uh, against Inter Miami. And then this weekend, Derrico, I know you and I'll be down there against Toronto FC. Much needed six points at home. We need this, man. Do you think, Derrico, that this Atlanta United team is going to fight to stay above the playoff line? Got to take yourself off mute, brother. Got to take yourself off mute. I see, I see six points coming in the next two days. In the next two games, three points tomorrow, three points Saturday, and that'll give us back up in the top four if everything else shape up like we needed to. So yeah, I think we're gonna do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Banks, do you feel like this Atlanta United team is gonna fight for six points? Because this is the last, I think, home stretch before. I think we got another away game, and then we move going into the playoffs here. We are above the playoff line as I speak right now. But do you feel like we get six we get six points out of these next two games at home between Inter Miami and Toronto FC? Well, they better. I mean, you you kind of let one get away from that new uh, NYCFC. Um, you need to make that up. And for the next two games after that, you got the Red Bulls and you got Cincinnati. You need six points out of them too. And like I said in the last show, no one above you is going to lose. It seems like everyone's handling business above you. You have to take care of business. You cannot afford to lose points in these last four matches. This is very critical. You have to. At this point, it's not about getting a home game. Just, just get in. Just get in. You know it. Just win your matches. Absolutely. Get into the dance. Get into the dance. Win these games, Atlanta United, man. A lot of stuff going on in Atlanta sports, man. It's going to be a crazy just week. I'm so excited, and I know you guys are excited as well. Um, I can't wait to get back to do the podcast, man, and talk about how everything materialized. I know all of us in some capacity are going to be participating in at least one or multiple games that are going on this week. With, with the Braves in the World Series game as they bring this back home on Friday. And then we got Atlanta United on Saturday. And also the Braves will be playing on Saturday. We got Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. And also, if needed, the Braves will be playing on Sunday, man. So it is going to be an exciting week. Also, Georgia, like I said, world's biggest cocktail party on Saturday down in Jacksonville, man. it's This is, this is as hype as it gets right now, fellas. We're talking about Atlanta sports, man, for real. This is really exciting, man, for all of us, man, and we'll be able to kick it, man. So as we close this out, man, I'm going to give it to you, Banks, first. Let everybody know where, man, they can get at you, man. 
and uh and and how and how you can be contacted. You can contact me on Antoine Jarrell Banks on Facebook or maybe Banks80 on the Twitter and the gram. Hit me up. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Derek Cole, let everybody know where they can holler at you. Oh, I just want to put in that the Hawks play on Saturday too. I yeah, I know, man. We we did not get a chance to get into the Hawks. The Hawks. I gotta talk about, I just gotta put that out there. You can yeah, catch the, absolutely. Yeah. The Hawks, the Hawks, the Hawks are playing. No, actually, actually, really, really quick, the Hawks are playing them to, tonight. Tonight, well, tonight, they're playing the Pel- the Pelicans tonight, and they also playing Saturday yeah. uh, against uh, the 76ers. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, you can catch me on Facebook at Stacy D Derrico. You can catch me on the Twitter at VSU nine six SDD, and on IG you can catch me at Derrico underscore Virgo. All right, man. So you can you can catch the Leo G show on Twitter at the Leo G show the number one. That's at the Leo G show the number one. You can also catch us on Facebook, man. You can also catch us on Banks' newly acquired TikTok page. Uh, link in bio to come here. Banks, what you got? <laughs> Banks, what you got, man? Um, just to piggyback on y'all, we know we didn't talk about the Hawks. Um, shout out John Collins with your another T-shirt poster that you just hit on. Stop trying that, man. Stop trying that, man. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully our next show we go Hawks heavy. Uh, I got lots to say. And um, yeah, we'll be there. Stop baptizing people, man. John Collins out here just giving people what they just just posterizing everybody, man. But yeah, like I said, man, hit us up. The Leo G Show. The number one on Twitter. Also, you can hit me up, Southern Set with two T's on Twitter. Been having fun with everybody that's been interacting with the show. Um, shout out to uh shout out to my man Kevin Knight over in, in England. Big Falcons fan to be here uh in a couple of weeks for the Patriots game. So, man, like we interacting with worldwide, fellas. We interacting worldwide with people, man. Kevin Knight, man, big fan of the Atlanta Falcons over in England. We'll be here in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, we'll be able to get up with him, man. And just shout out to all the people that's been supporting us, man, and subscribing, man. You know, it's a movement. We're doing what we do, man, but we're getting a lot of positive feedback, guys. We we appreciate it, man. Shout out to my man, Reggie McKee. Shout out to uh, A-Row. Shout out to, 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 to my man, Rob Bridges. Man, uh, anybody, you guys want to give some shout outs to anybody, man, before we cut this off, man? Banks, I'm going to go to you first. Um, my boy Opie, um, my my maze high um homeroom guy, he's been watching our show. Um, giving you a shout out, brother. Um, yes, I do want to intertwine with you with your with your podcast as well. Um, if you get me back, just um DM me and um we can we can set something up. I appreciate your 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 patronage and um spread the word, brother. Derrico, what's up with you, man? You want to give a shout out to anybody in particular? I want to give a, <clears throat> I want to give a shout out to my classmate G down there in South Georgia. I want to give a shout out to my man Jabeed. What's up, Billings? That's it. And of course, my family that be sharing and watching. My wife, my daughters. Yeah, absolutely, man. Got to give a shout out to the family, man. Shout out to my beautiful wife as well for uh, for for supporting, man, and and doing. Shout out to Mama Banks and uh. Granddad Banks is going to be there at the World Series, man. For real, Banks. I forgot. 
Damn it, man. I forgot to, to say that, man. But he'll definitely be in the building. That's what's up, right? Yes, he was. He was at the um the last cl- um, closeout game at the stadium. He will be at all home games at the World Series. Man, if I'm there Friday night, man, I'm looking forward to trying to get up with him and seeing him, man. If I can if I can get up there, man. I might I might be having to take some cash app donations, man, to get this ticket. Uh, in order for Friday night, man. But it is what it is, man. This has been another edition of the Leo G Show, man. De- guys, we definitely had fun, man. I'm looking forward to doing the next one, man. Uh, it's been real. We're out.